here we are with the Sexlin Podcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm I'm host host one, I guess. Host number one. I'll call myself host number one. I'm Brett. Wow, and I guess I'm host number two, uh, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're gonna be host number two because I got to speak first. Well, there. Yeah, you know what? We didn't really decide on order beforehand so i feel uh i was kind of gypped uh, yeah uh, just a little, a little bit. bit just a just a bit, a bit. um yeah. but you know what i'm i'm okay with being a uh, second fiddle um oh, i always good. i have i've always said that if i was to be on like a guest starring on like a tv show you know how they always have like guest starring so and so and so and so and somebody i want to be like the and somebody i think that's a cool spot to be oh like, yeah because you always know that they typically get paid the most right yeah you know usually on like big shows it's like oh or with you know, someone or yeah. and someone they that's always the big name. So I'm cool with going second because, uh, you know, I'm awesome. So, yeah. All yeah. right. Sounds good. Um, well, I guess since I got to introduce myself first, I guess you get to tell us first what you're wearing, who you're wearing, Ooh, who I'm wearing. Um, yeah. OK, so uh, backstory. I work mm-hmm. at a comic book store and it's after my shift. So I've, I'm a kind of nerded out in my attire um so we'll start from the ground up so to speak yeah Uh, i am wearing some lovely gray and red socks with sonic the hedgehog on them oh love it uh right i think that was kind of appropriate sonic socks um i have some lovely batman boxers okay yeah keep it keeping it close to the crotch yeah you know it just it's you know batman's my guy so i figured you know (laughs) I'd wear some rocks and Batman boxers today. Got some lovely yeah. jeans. And then I have a great uh, Ninja Turtle shirt on, uh, which has, it's the shape of like uh, like your classic green Ninja Turtle with the bandana. But instead of the green parts, it says uh, uh, change is constant, but family is forever. Wow. So you just couldn't settle on one theme. You went with the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I literally just like exploded all over my, my nerdgasm there. So yeah, Sonic, Batman, yeah. and Turtles. Very I, nice. I couldn't pick. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, no, that's pretty great. That's a that's a solid outfit. Uh, but what about you? What are you uh, What are you wearing, Brett? Uh, I didn't. I didn't nerd out. No nerdgasm for me. But I did decide to wear. Um, I have this like pink turtleneck sweater type deal, which I often. I've I I do very frequently think of turtleneck sweaters as like foreskin sweaters. Um, <laughs> Okay. And and this one I this one I guess more so because you know as the as the white owner of a penis I sometimes think of <laughs> like things that are pink as <laughs> so so here we go I got my my foreskin sweater on um, all right which is nice it keeps me warm it's good it's good you got your yeah. uh, your pink foreskin sweater on all right yeah nice. and uh, and and I'm I'm of course recording this in my basement now. Because cool. I got kicked out of kicked out of my school studio, but well, kicked out. I mean, I couldn't get in. It's it's a different different story when I tell it that way. Yeah, it's uh, it's the holidays, so they're uh, they're closed, right? Yeah, they're closed. Because so. yeah, your your classes are done now. Yeah, yeah, but I thought they were going to be open until like the twenty third today, the day that we're recording. What day is it today? The fourteenth. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we're recording on the fourteenth, and I thought they were going to be open until the twenty third, um, and. They are not. It turns out they were only open till the thirteenth. Oh, well, that's okay. We've uh, we've changed it up and and uh, we went with it, so it's all good. 
yeah rolling with the punches as they say oh yes that's good yeah okay uh you ready to get into is that a kink oh yes hit me Okay, so this is a bit of a misnomer, I guess, because I want to talk a little bit about uh, something that came up that was, I don't want to call it new in gender politics, but it is something interesting, I think. Okay. Um, Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, they they announced earlier this week, actually, on December 10th, that uh, the singular they is the word of the year for 2019. Oh, cool. Which is, uh, is kind of cool. Yeah, um, I like that. I read a little bit more about it. Uh, uh, about the the pronoun that is mm-hmm. um and because you know like language is extremely important and yep. um so it's a very a very useful tool for us to be as specific and clear as possible and the interesting thing about the singular use of they them is that it's been around since like 14th century english and uh, so it's not an entirely new concept and i know a lot of people don't like using singular they them in normal sentences so Mm -hmm. sometimes if you're writing it you'll just write around it but it turns out there's not really a need to do that uh because like it has been around for a long time and the only thing that we're doing now is uh, we're assigning it a non-binary designation uh in in place of like he she the you know the feminine masculine pronouns um miriam webster uh, recognizes it as a as a non-binary um non-gendered pronoun which is great nice that's pretty awesome they is the the word i guess yeah they's the word of the year nice which is pretty great um you got anything for me what uh is that a kink oh um geez um well you uh sent me that lovely article um about uh i did i i do really want to talk about that so yeah tell me what you took away from it and oh yes the uh so you sent me this article it was the Pornhub insights of 2019 year in review heck yeah um, which you sent to me while i was at work and was like how am i supposed to look this up <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay incognito mode uh you know because I, I don't can't really look at my phone too much in the floor so uh yeah that's fair um so I surreptitiously uh, viewed this article uh, and I thought it was really interesting um, talking about um, obviously this past year um, and it ranged from the kind of j- genres, I guess. Is that the right word I want to use? We can genres, categories, Genre, I think they call category, them categories, categories, categories. Uh, so the like the most searched categories um in 2017 they broke it Mm -hmm. down by country they broke it down in the states by state um they had so many art like bits of information on there that i kind of want to go back and i didn't have a chance to read all of it because it was a very long article Um, it is and actually before you continue i ended up downloading it as a pdf it's Mm -hmm. about 118 pages wow I know it's big. I, I, you, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we watch a lot of The Office here at work, so we <laughs> get fair. a lot of that's what she said jokes. Yeah, so that's how that's how Michael Scott is. Yeah, I gotcha. Absolutely. Um, so like you sent it to me, and I was like, oh, it's probably going to be like, you know, twelve pages, fifteen pages, twenty pages, and I was like, I kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and it it kept going. Yeah. Um, you know how many, you know, per minute, how many people access the site, search the site, watch videos, upload videos, friend request people, message, comment, all this stuff, Um, you know, top categories for like everything. It was just so interesting to view 
um, the ups and downs, like what time of the day is more popular for searches and what day yeah. of the week is more popular. Um, I, I messaged you about it already, but I found it hilarious that on May the 4th, um, Star Wars porn searches surged like they had like this weird graph and it was like, you know, pretty low for every other month of the year. But like May the 4th, it literally like nearly broke the top of the chart. So I thought that right? was kind of hilarious. Oh, my um, God. I I did. um And I sent this to you already, but uh, mm-hmm. I did. I did a little thing about Mind Geek and I was looking about at Pornhub Insights mm-hmm. 2018 year interview. And I talked a lot about how um, things that were happening in pop culture directly affected search results and search terms on yeah. Pornhub. It's amazing. Yeah, they had on there like um Fortnite versus I don't even know what the name of the game was. I didn't recognize it, but like search results that, you know, resulted from you know, video games uh uh like they had a whole superhero category like what was popular um the, like the Avengers were t- number 1 I think on that list. And then, you know, followed by like Harley Quinn and and a couple mm-hmm. others. Uh, no Nightwing on that list, which I was uh, severely disappointed in. Um, yeah, I know you like your dick. I do like Grayson. my dick. Grayson. Dick. Yeah. Grayson. Dick. Grayson. Dick. Love the dick. Yeah. Grayson. Dick Grayson. Yes. But uh, also just dick. That's just that's dick. I mean, like, it's kind of like a double entendre. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, because I do like dick and I like Dick Grayson. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to tell you some of my favorite um, takeaways from that, from yeah, that Insights article. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I did my own math on some of it because I thought it would be really interesting. So the, they reported their site visits to be 42 billion visits over this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I did the one in 2018, I'm familiar with that number, which was mm-hmm. 35 billion. Jesus. Which, okay, uh, even 1 billion is just sort of a staggering number. And mm-hmm. here's here's what I mean by that. This is how I broke it down for myself to sort of understand how big of a number this is. So if each person in the city of Toronto, which is a, approximately 2.8 million people, okay, if each person visited the site once a day, it would still take 15,000 years to reach 42 billion visits. Oh my God. Isn't that bonkers that, and that is just mind-boggling um like so the moral of the story is people like their porn yeah that's that's <laughs> basically the moral of the story and like 169 years worth of content was uploaded in the last year yeah like just, I, just I read that i was like that's nuts in one year 169 years in yeah. in a single year and like how like i don't know if you know this off the top of your head brett but uh how many years has pornhub been operating do you do you remember oh um i know i'm pretty sure it's been since 2007 i think god there's probably like i don't even know like five six seven thousand years would you say i don't even know how oh, many years yeah. of content think- there is on pornhub right at this moment yeah, I think they put it on their their uh, year in review last year, but I don't remember it offhand. Mm. Um, I did think it was interesting that uh, they had their standout list with like their top um, search terms that defined the year. Yep. Uh, and number five was cosplay. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that was that was up there. Um, like cosplay. Um, there's a few kind of cosplay related things. Um, there was one. Um, I know, like aliens was on there. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and I figured out why. It was because of the, uh, remember that huge plan to like uh, storm oh, Area 51? Area 51. Yeah. 
Yeah. That that like that's crazy that something you know like that influences people's porn searches. Like, it does. And this is the only way that I can that it makes sense to me and I'm sort of paraphrasing uh uh Pornhub's um they have they have a sexual health doctor on staff. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm sort of paraphrasing what she said. Uh, she basically, she basically said that the the more people like something, the more that they'll want to see it in new terms. Um, and for a lot of things, that means that they're going to look for like the sex version of it, basically, mm-hmm. not necessarily to fetishize it, but just because it's a new perspective of the thing that they already like. Interesting. Yeah, so I think mm. that's why I think that's why cosplay comes up a lot. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily think it's because people um, are fetishizing cosplay. I think it's because people just want to see cosplays they like in a new way. Yeah, yeah. Cool. There, it, it's it's a bit of a of a cerebral gymnastics I'm doing, but that's mm-hmm. that's how it makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you want to? I, I kind of want to talk about uh, straight porn that's targeted towards gay men for a second, if that's cool. Yeah, go for it. Because I noticed, uh, <laughs> I guess I did some research, you could call it, but I watched a little bit of straight porn that's targeted towards gay men and okay. compared it to straight porn that's targeted to uh, to straight men. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's shot very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've noticed how it's shot, but straight porn that's targeted towards gay men and queer men mm-hmm. is focused more on the man. Yes which makes sense when you really start to think about it. Right. Um, I think I read on like a psychology today article somewhere that, um, that shooting it like that sort of encourages people to empathize with the, with the different partner. Right. Mm -hmm. So if it's focused more on the man, that's tends to be, um, like a sexual cue for, for gay men, um, as opposed to, the other way around when it's focused more on the woman mm-hmm. that's more a sexual cue for like straight men for your straight men yep but that's also interesting because um straight women tend to like uh that type of porn that's targeted towards gay men like the straight mm-hmm. porn that's targeted to gay men probably for the same reason i assume at least i i, I think that's a, a safe assumption to make um yeah because obviously i'm no i'm no expert in the field but like my my uh my impression of it i i should say my impression of it is that um like straight women might take very similar uh arousal cues you could call them Mm -hmm. uh, as gay men i suppose Hmm. anyway that was just uh, my little tangent uh, about straight porn no yeah i've i've never really thought about um straight porn geared towards i mean yes geared towards uh women um straight women but uh uh, having it geared towards, um, you know, gay men, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And now that I'm like, oh, yeah, I have watched some straight porn that was really focused on the guy. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's clearly targeted towards a, a different audience than, yes, than, than like your normal straight porn. Yeah. I feel like I remember reading on one of Pornhub Insights your interviews about uh, the popularity of gay porn among straight women mm-hmm. which I think would be an interesting topic to talk more about I just don't know enough about it right now to agree to get yeah. into it um, we'll put a pin in all it right. yeah we'll put a pin in it we'll, we'll, put a we'll pin come in back it. to that later come back to that later okay I guess it's main topic time eh yeah so I, I finished with our kinks so we'll move on to our 
main course. Uh, yeah, main main, main course. Main course. Feels like the first time. Is what I call this episode, I think. Because <laughs> we're gonna talk about dates. We're gonna talk about dating. Yes, first first dates and dating and and all that fun stuff. All that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. I guess before we start getting into like the personal side of it, because eventually mm-hmm. we'll get there. Yeah, that's um, you know. That's fair, I think. You gotta you gotta get to know us first before we get into the personal stuff, so Yeah, and if the first like fifteen minutes or so, however long we've been at this, has been any indication, I'm sure people probably get the sense that I like to armchair analyze some things. And uh dating is no different. I do yeah. enjoy uh <laughs> armchair analyzing dating, so this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. We figured uh, you know, first dates, first episode was uh kind of a a good topic to kick us off so uh yeah here we go here we go okay so i'm gonna tell you about some of the some of the research i did um about uh specifically about online dating okay and uh, the reason i chose that is because i think it's a very popular form of dating for people in our age group and obviously younger people too yeah i just think maybe it's just my perception of it and my experience with online dating, but uh, that's what I was going to focus on. And when I say online dating, I am including the apps. So that's not just like going to eHarmony. Tinders and and all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Oh boy. Here we go. Cool. So there is this US based um, research group called date dating scout Mm -hmm. obviously i read a little bit about their stuff they used um an artificial intelligence and survey-based method to uh to have a look at how gay bi and like generally non-hetero men present themselves online okay and their first their first finding was not really that surprising for me being someone who's been in that realm before there's a more obvious focus on appearance mm-hmm. for non-hetero men compared to their straight identifying counterparts. So that means that um, there's a higher proportion of uh, pictures that focus on like their physical aesthetics, um, the types of clothes that they're wearing, showing a little bit of chest hair came up a lot also, which I thought was kind of interesting. Interesting, yeah. There's also, this was a weird finding. I'm going to go into the the weird finding now because that one was obvious. The weird finding was, and again, this is US-based, but it's yeah. we can extrapolate it to Canada too, I assume. There's a higher proportion of queer men in their pictures, their profile pictures, a higher proportion of queer men holding marsupials and balloons. <laughs> what? Not, necess- not necessarily at the same time, but like, you know, holding like a koala or something, you know? Which I oh, think, is, yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought that was a very interesting find. And the reason I thought that was interesting is because I think that there's a mentality in, especially like, you know, those affluent gay types. Mm-hmm. I think that there's um, there's a mentality or, uh, or an expectation of um, being worldly and well-traveled. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I see something like that, yeah. Yeah, and... If I'm thinking of like my personal experiences on these online dating apps, I I do see a lot of people posting profile pictures of their travel adventures, and they may not necessarily be the most recent picture, mm-hmm. but they obviously think they're the most interesting. Hmm. 
right? So there's yeah. got to be something about about the travel and the lifestyle that they're that they're um, trying it's, to show. It's like they want to show off that they've they've been around and they've been all over and travel is so important. It leaves you speechless and makes you a storyteller. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's it's that's an interesting something. Yeah, it's an interesting take to because now that I'm I'm thinking I'm like, yeah, I do see a lot of people maybe not holding marsupial uh, marsupials, um, <laughs> but like <laughs> like eh, blah, 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 tongue twister. Um, yeah, I don't see any people holding koalas or anything like that. But um, there's they're always on a beach or like out uh, like fishing or they're always out in in the wild so to speak um you know it's not not them like sitting at work or um you know at home relaxing it's always they're out and about they're doing things they're at a club or they're on the beach or they're windsurfing or climbing a mountain or i don't know you know uh but you know what i mean right like they're always out doing things just to kind of show that they're active and and worldly and so what's your job Professional nomad, student of life. I got that from your Instagram. I think she means, what do you do that you can afford to travel so much? Okay, I, I can see that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely know what you mean. And I think that it's because, and again, this is, again, based on my personal experiences. and But I think that there is... Uh, among queer men there's they're just more likely to have pictures of themselves in general Mm -hmm. i think among straight men they're more likely to take pictures of other things less likely to take pictures of themselves that's not necessarily that's that's a general sweeping statement yeah and um so obviously that's not going to be true for everyone and Mm -hmm. is not you shouldn't don't take don't take my word for it god what do i know um i read an article online once (laughs) basically I mean, you look at my phone, I just have pictures of my dog. So I nothing of me. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like it clearly what I'm saying isn't isn't true for everyone. Yeah. Like that's just not going to be a thing anyway. But uh, I think that that straight men are more likely to take what I want to call like a purposeful. No, no, no. More like a task based. Yeah, a task-based selfie. So they're just like, okay, I'm setting up my Tinder. I don't have a picture of myself, so I'll just take one right now. And yeah. that's, that's their profile picture. You know, it's in the bathroom mirror. It's there at home. It's, yeah, it's like, oh, man, I don't have any pictures. I got to take some. Yeah, exactly. Whereas whereas the, the gay man, oh, he's got an album of, you know, stuff he's done. And, and... I got a couple more findings that I want to discuss with you because I think sure. they're interesting. Cool. So... Uh, so again, the, this this research group called Dating Scout in the U.S. found that uh, lesbian and non-hetero-identifying women, uh, their profiles focused more on politics, activism, art, and lifestyle. Those were sort of the four uh, the four major themes of queer women's dating profiles. I thought that was kind of interesting. That's cool. Art and lifestyle made a lot of sense to me, mm-hmm. uh, just sort of based on like you know my queer female. And women and female identifying friends, mm-hmm. um, most of them are artists to mm-hmm. begin with, <laughs> so I'm sure there's some correlation there. The other thing that Dating Scout said about queer women is that uh, their profiles appear to be more specific in what they want in a partner. 
So I guess queer men don't know what they're looking for, but queer women know exactly what they're looking for. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally thinking about my own profile and I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't know what I want, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? Once you start thinking, you're like, yeah, yeah I'm just like, does oh, make sense. I guess that does make sense. Yeah. I, I've, I've got a lot of pictures of me and a dog and yeah. I don't know what I want. Okay. Yeah. That's uh. so I fall into a little bit of, of what you're talking about there, at least for, for queer men. Yeah. A little um, bit, a little bit. Yeah. I definitely have too. Um, I, I can definitely say with a- absolute certainty that pretty much every time I go back on to any of the apps or even when I was on them quite regularly, I very regularly did not know what I was looking for while mm-hmm. I was there. And, you know, Grinder in particular, people would always ask what you are looking for. And yeah. it's always kind of funny because very frequently even they don't know. Yeah. It, it's a lot of like, hey, what are you looking for? I don't know. I'm bored. Yeah. It's like they don't know what they want. They're on there for seemingly no purpose. Or they, they know what they want. And they're just trying to, you know, beat around the bush to say, I just want to hook up. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot. You know, I've done the whole grinder and Tinder and, and all that fun stuff. And, you know, the matches or messages and, you know, people are asking, hey, what are you looking for? And and honestly, it's it got to the point of like, I don't even know what I want. Um, like, I don't I, I've deleted all that that stuff off my phone because, you know, I, I don't know what I want. And uh yeah, I, I, I relate to, uh, to a lot of what you're putting down. So, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's definitely easier to see it, you know, when you're away from it for a bit, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I guess the last two interesting things I found from this study and then we can start talking about personal stuff finally. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> queer men and queer women more frequently have pictures of themselves with their tongues out. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So I don't know what it means. Yeah, <laughs> I just well, thought that was an interesting find. That that queer queer men and queer women often stick their tongues out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, their profile pictures more frequently they'll have pictures of themselves with their tongues out, and I think that is just a funny and interesting find. That so is, if anyone I, has any any opinions of that, God, I would love to know what your opinion yeah. is. Oh yeah, I I can't say I have any pictures of me with my tongue out though. Um, that's so that that definitely doesn't uh doesn't ring true to me. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd, I I wouldn't you you don't come off like I mean obviously I've seen a ton of pictures of you but like I don't think I've ever seen you with a picture with your tongue sticking out. So yeah, it's just not a look that I like for myself. I mean. Mm-hmm it works for other people and if other people like the way they look yeah, while they're absolutely. doing that then more power to you it's just not a look for me yeah agreed same same not not for me either um uh... that said though the last interesting point sort of related mm-hmm. um queer men are more likely to have pictures of themselves smiling than straight men oh cool you work out i have worked out yeah, I can I can definitely <laughs> see that because um, I have some of my uh, my female straight friends have shown me like their, uh, you know, Tinder profiles and like, you know, swiping left and right and such. And, um, you know, getting my opinion on on 
you know, pictures. And yeah, a lot of uh, straight men don't smile, uh, at least in, in the, the experience that I, I've seen on, on uh, uh, from a, a straight female perspective on on something like Tinder. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that I you, you bring it up. And now that I'm like, yeah, that that definitely rings true that uh, I've seen a lot of uh, straight men profiles where not, they're not scowling, but like they're not. They're not smiling they're just, they're either. Just not smiling. They're yeah. just sort of like staring at the camera, looking kind of serious. Like that's the way to uh, attract uh, attract someone. So, and yes, like definitely, like I see a lot of smiles on 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 queer men. Yeah, I think the one exception for me, as far as my experience has been, is uh, is the the queer men who always put like straight acting in their profile. They tend to never smile. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. The, the more I look back on it, the, the more I realize not even just straight acting, but the ones who put like mask, like specifically mask or masculine mm-hmm. or whatever in their profile, mm-hmm. they also tend to not smile. I don't know what it is about smiling that straight people or straight men, I guess, don't like doing for pictures. Yeah, that seems really weird. Like, hey, it's, yeah. it's a picture smile. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's a picture. Like, don't you want people to like you? Isn't that the whole point of going on a dating app? You want to put your best foot forward or something. Also, I want to know you have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that is important. Um, yeah. Side note. Yeah. Um, I went on a, a couple dates recently um, with. Uh, before I, I, I deleted everything because I was like, I don't even know what I want. Uh, and one guy. Um, you know, like I, I met with a few guys, went out for coffee, you know, some dates were better than others, but, uh, one, one gentleman, uh, I could see why he, uh, he didn't smile in any of his pictures. Um, one major turnoff of mine is smoking. Uh, and this guy was a very, very avid smoker. And, uh, you know, when I met him, I was like, oh, that's why you're not smiling in any of your pictures. Okie doke. Yep. Um, so yeah, it didn't, uh, that one did not get a second date. We'll, we'll say that much. Yeah. I mean, I guess everyone's got their, got their line that, mm-hmm. uh, or their, or their lemon law. <laughs> if we're, if we're trying to <laughs> institute the lemon law, uh, the lemon law, oh, the lemon law from the moment the date begins, you have five minutes to decide whether you're going to commit to an entire evening. And if you don't, it's no hard feelings. Just good night. Thanks for playing. See you never. Huh? Huh? The lemon law. It's going to be a thing. I actually kind of wonder if the lemon law would be effectual in any way. I don't know. It would require a bit like a bit of a cultural change around dating, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you had not too long ago, a, if I remember correctly, you had almost like, I almost want to call it like a perfect week, but it wasn't, yeah. quite, wasn't quite that. You just had like a, a string of dates in a row. Yes, didn't you? I had I had uh, I had five dates in a row um five men uh five dates that uh because i was like you know what i'm just gonna you know try and get out there and and uh maybe have some fun or 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 find someone to to hang out with or 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 you know do things with because like i i'm i'm in the process of going back to school and 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 i'm gonna have to to move away in uh in a couple months so i didn't really want to get anything too serious so i just kind of sort of you know, I, I got on most of the apps and, and sort of said yes more than no. 
Um, Cause I was like, yeah, like, I mean, in the past I've maybe been a little bit more picky um, or, you know, had too high standards. Not that, you know, but for me, or maybe it was more not being confident in myself or, or, or how I looked or, or anything like that. So I think it's more of a, a reflection on uh, my own personal um, growth and kind of being comfortable with who I am and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I went on uh, five dates with five guys, uh, five days in a row, um, almost a perfect week. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, still single. <laughs> I guess I guess it was a that was a perfect work week. It was a perfect work week. Um, I mean, like it was it was great. I met uh, I met, you know, five guys and, uh, you know, a couple were really cool. And, uh, you know, a couple we we met and, and chatted and, you know, it was great to meet them. Um, but there was no, you know, no spark or um, anything that really kind of drove me to uh, to want to to keep the relationship going or even just like a, a friendly relationship going. Um, one guy literally moved out to Newfoundland like a week after. So. Um, oh, yeah. So you're both in a pretty similar boat at that point, I guess. <laughs> he was just like, but like didn't tell me or anything like that. And we had oh, okay. made plans to like go out for coffee again. And, and then it was just like, oh, by the way, I moved to New to, to Newfoundland. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, great. I guess I'll go okay, to coffee cool. with you in St. John's or something. Thanks. Uh, appreciate that. Should meet him in Dildo. <laughs> Which, by the way, I mean, Canada has some of the best city names ever. And the two obvious ones are Dildo, Newfoundland, and Climax, Saskatchewan. Really? Are those yeah. real things? Or... Those, those are real places, yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely they are. I'm Googling this. I don't believe you. Okay, well, you should believe me because I live I'm... in Saskatchewan, so I know that Climax exists. And um, and really? Dildo Newfoundland is also a real really? thing. Yes. Yeah. I, I really just thought this was like a bit. No, it's not a bit. It's a real thing. Dildo Newfoundland is a real place. It's on Wikipedia, so it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's enough wow. of a source. Wikipedia is perfect. <sighs> Population 1,234. Okay. Dildo. New wow, their population is 1, 2, 3, 4. Yes, their population is 1, 2, 3, 4. Wow. Okay, it's honorary... starting to sound fake now. I know. Honorary member, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean. Oh, yeah. I... He was the, he's the honorary mayor. Was... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh God. Yes. Real oh. place. Dildo, Newfoundland. Great place. Great people too, I assume. I, I um, would assume so. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Dildo Newfoundland. Excellent. Dildo Newfoundland. Excellent. Someone told me yesterday, you're really milking this dildo, to which I responded, Mom, you're being gross. Okay. Oh, I did want to cycle back for one second because you mentioned like uh, you mentioned Spark and there not being one or there yeah. being one. And mm-hmm. I'm always interested to know people's opinions about um, like spark and chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought that chemistry was sort of an interesting way to describe it because there is, I guess there is some research that supports an actual chemical reaction in our brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there is a chemical reaction for the feeling of love, which I think is interesting. Um, so obviously there's got to be some sort of chemical reaction for, you know, 
if you're finding out you like someone, mm-hmm. um, whether personally or sexually, whatever that must be, there's obviously chemical reactions in your brain for sexual arousal. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, do, do you put a lot of a lot of merit or a lot of weight into into the feeling spark or chemistry? Um, y- yes and no. Um, and I know that's kind of not a good way to answer it, but. The way I, I look at it is, you know, if I go on a date and sometimes like I do get like an immediate attraction or a spark or we just connect or we have similar interests and we can kind of go from there. Other times it's, you know, I find this person really interesting, so maybe I'll I'll want to hang out some more and, and maybe it'll kind of it will develop from there. So that's kind of where the no comes from. I, I feel like one date uh isn't enough to sometimes really understand uh who the other person is or or you know what their situation is so to speak um you know who they are their likes their dislikes you know family pets friends all that kind of fun stuff so yeah oftentimes when you know i don't feel that quote unquote spark or or that chemistry um it could just be from a clash of um you know, likes or dislikes, um, you know, if, if they come in and they're like, Hey, I, you know, my favorite superhero is Spider-Man, you know, I might be like, Ooh, that's, you know, you know, Batman's kind of. I kinda... feel personally attacked right now. Oh, oh, you, you like Spider-Man, right. Um, <laughs> cool. um you know, he's a Spider-Man. Um, six yeah, there's a hyphen there just so we're no, just so uh, know. he does whatever a spider can spins web any size. Catches fiends just like flies. I had to finish the song. Um, you did. It worked. I did. So I had to. Thank you for that. It was like, just just finish it. Um, so, yeah, sometimes, you know, there's if there's the immediate, you know, clash of 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 whatever, then, you know, they come in and they're like, oh, I really hate Star Wars or, you know, whatever. Then I'm like, oh, well, I don't think we'll get along then um, if there's like an, or like they're like, I hate pets. Um, well, <laughs> I have a dog. Um, so yeah, I know that was a really long tangent, but uh, to answer your very simple question, or maybe not simple. Yeah, no, it was not a simple question. Not a simple so question. I it, so yeah, I think it it deserved uh, the tangent that we went on. But uh, so yeah, ultimately, do do I abide by sparks or chemistry or anything like that? Like, yes, because like I have been in situations where, you know, I felt that spark or, or that chemistry with that person, and other times, like you know, I've kind of just sort of let it simmer and and sort of got to know the person a little bit better and and then kind of sort of decided from there whether I wanted to uh, to continue in a, in a romantic sense or or maybe just remain friends. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair way to look at it too. Like spark or like gut intuition or whatever it is, hmm. I think there is there's value to listening to it, but I don't think that you need to completely like write someone off if you don't feel any specific way right yeah. away yeah because something some things do take time you know like mm. th- th- this is i guess this is the way that i look at it now um not necessarily for like in a first date context but i mean like uh i've, I've long-term dated a few people and there's never been a point where i felt like i knew everything about them and the reason i felt that is because like we change right and I guess the whole point of 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 establishing a relationship is wanting 
to be a part of that change and changing together, I guess, mm-hmm. is that might be a little bit of like a simplistic way of looking at it, maybe, or maybe like a rom-com way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. But but I, 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 honest, I do think that there is value in in thinking that for sure. Mm-hmm. I guess I can't really tie that back to chemistry the way I thought I was going to. So instead, I'm just going to trail off from this thought and leave it where it lay. Goodbye, thought. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm not sure. All right. So did we want to talk any more points about uh, first dates or dating in general or? I don't know. I guess I can tell. I'm going to tell one story, actually. A first date story. Okay. Um, which I believe I told you before, but maybe maybe we'll get a fresh perspective on it hearing okay. it again. Uh, so back when I was living in Toronto, I went on a spree of what I like to call serial dates. I was just dating all over the place. So like your perfect work week, I had I had at least one or two of those for sure. Okay. Um, and there was there's one date that sort of stood stood out to me because uh, there's a phrase that this guy told me on our date that stuck with me and i sort of i remember it to this day and i still sort of use it as a bit of a mantra i guess you could call it um anyway so i'll set the stage we we went to a local bar we ordered a drink and we were having a good time uh chatting about work chatting about life whatever spark or not you know it was it was going well basically okay fair enough sounds sounds good so far um it was going well enough that uh that this this lovely guy felt comfortable enough to to tell me something that at the time I was clearly not mature enough to really hear it. So what he said to me in what seemed like casual conversation was like, oh, by the way, I'm like super into diapers and like wearing diapers and seeing people wear diapers and that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. This 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 being way before I sort of knew that people could be into that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I sort of thought that kinks ended at handcuffs. That was that was it. That's where the line was, and there's nothing beyond that. Yeah. So I like excused myself, and um, I I'll admit I was not great. I was not a great person. I like texted a couple of friends, sort of poking fun at this guy. It was that's that's not a good look and I'm not proud of it, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to admit that I did it uh, and that ultimately I did learn from it. So that's always a good thing. Anyway, getting back to the story, um, okay. I came back, I sat down awkwardly. He could sort of tell I was a bit uncomfortable. So I sort of made like a bit of a joke about what he had told me about the diaper thing. And it was a mean joke. And nope. he sort of he sort of stopped and he said, hey, listen, don't yuck my yum, okay? And don't yuck my yum is what stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up writing a personal essay about don't yuck my yum and about how it sort of taught me to, it, it taught me a couple of things about like listening, especially uh, the importance of like really putting yourself out there on a first date, which is exactly what this guy did. He really put himself out there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, and like, that's a huge props. And I, should have and will continue to as much as i can going forward uh i should have given him the space to like be vulnerable and like Mm -hmm. share that with me right but uh but at the time i didn't so so that was my my first date that didn't result in a second obviously 
uh, and what I learned from it, story. Yeah. So, moral of the story: don't yuck people's yum. Yeah, that's the that was my big takeaway: is uh, don't yuck my yum, and also don't yuck anyone else's yum. So, yeah. I guess I'll call myself out for the the whole teeth thing. If there are people who are who, for whatever reason, enjoy people without teeth, by all means, have at her. Just you do you. You yeah, do absolutely. you. Absolutely. I think I think that's most important is just whatever you're into, go for it. I think that's that's sort of my philosophy nowadays cuz you know, years ago I probably was in a in a similar spot to you. Not I I don't have any 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 stories like the one that you have though. Um but I've said for years now like whatever you're into, go for it. You know, if it makes you happy and and you're you're cool with it and you find someone else who's who's down, you know what? Go go to town, have some fun. Um, whatever you're into, go for it. There's, you know, I'm sure there's, there's people out here, out there who aren't into the things that I'm into, um, or, or Brett for yourself. So, um, yeah, go for it and go have fun. Yeah. Go have fun. That's that's the most important important thing. Okay. Well, I guess we can, we can tie it off. I didn't really know what to call this segment. So. I think when I texted you, I called it um, Axe the X or something like that. Yeah, Axe, Axe the X, I, I believe, is the, the title that you gave it. Yeah. I feel like there should be like a sound effect here or like a swishing axe. Like... Axe, use in moderation. Or, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, but basically, it's like, it's a corner to, and since this is our first episode, we're going to first acknowledge um, uh, that time that we tried to date and it didn't work. Which time? Oh, <laughs> all of them. You know, all of all the of times that we tried. I think there was officially two. There was officially um, two. Officially yeah. two times we tried to date. Which makes um, us like double X's, doesn't it? Ooh. Yeah. Okay, they, so. they cancel each other out, though? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, maybe in this case, two X's make a check mark? I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm, uh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, we'll um, roll with that one. So, yes, we, we have previously tried to date and uh take it away okay so the reason i wanted to do this sort of corner is because i think i think there's a there's a big conception misconception i want to call it of like exes and their relationship after their formal relationship if you will yeah i think there's a there's a bit of a social pressure for you to behave a certain way around your ex and I'd like to use us as a case study that says I'm sort of fed up with that mentality. Yeah. And honestly, I think it comes from uh, that sort of like that toxic monogamous heteronormative. I don't even know what to call it beyond that, but it's the point is, is that I think it's that it's very toxic. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like if you if you want to have someone in your life, you will find a way to make that happen. If if you dated for a while, regardless of how long it was, maybe you were even married, there's no reason why you can't still have a relationship with that person. It just it obviously just won't be the same relationship, right? That's, yes. that's sort of the beauty of people. You get to change and and grow and develop and all those lovely buzzwords you get to hear every day. And, and really, if, if you've decided to, you know, embark on a relationship again, no matter how long it was, um, hopefully, you know, that person kind of meant something to you at least. Um, so like, 
to me, it's kind of worth it. Like, yes, you, you try and date someone. It lasts, you know, goes well for a while and then it falls apart for whatever reason The you know, the reason is not important. Um, but like, I think it's kind of silly to, you know, throw out, throw at a person essentially and, you know, be done with them because of this, that and the other reason, you know, for me it was important to to keep someone like you in my life because you know you are a very dear friend of mine and you know we do have a ton of similar interests and we you know we can sit down and chat and and have a good conversation uh clearly we've been talking for <laughs> 50 minutes yeah we've been doing pretty good we've been doing pretty well uh and i mean the fact you know here we are recording a podcast and uh, you know, we're talking about dates and relationships and, and we can have this, you know, back and forth and, and talk about ourselves like this, I think is why, 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 th- why toss that away? Because, you know, we tried dating, it didn't work out. Um, we're both grown up enough to acknowledge that. Um, so like, why, why toss out, you know, the person and, and move on and, and, you know, be mean and, and all those unfun things to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, I think the the one caveat I want to throw in there is like obviously you can cut toxic people out of your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's I think that's that's the exception. Yeah, like cut the toxicity out. You don't need you don't need that. Absolutely. Exactly, but you shouldn't feel obligated to cut people out of your life if you do not want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like full disclosure, uh we definitely had a few periods where we just did not talk oh absolutely and but i mean like we came back to each other eventually i mean it's they always you know the cliche time heals all wounds um i think is uh, we're a perfect example of that um you know just as you said like there was a you know i remember a good chunk of time at one point where we didn't talk for couple years yeah there was there was one point where it was at least a year without a single word yeah absolutely between us yeah um so like and, and sometimes you need that space and you need to kind of clear your head and you know just like i know at one point one of the the big gaps in our 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 relationship of not talking i remember i remember reaching out to you and just kind of being like hey like you know you were this sort of important person in my life, even before we had started dating. Um, you know, we were really good friends and, and I, I think that's kind of stupid to, um, to kind of toss all that aside because, you know, it didn't work out romantically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, we've, we've kind of moved beyond that and, and, uh, we both, uh, I think individually grown as, as people and, and as friends and, and, you know, I think that's, uh, I think that's more important than, you know, hating someone for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I, I can tell you that I didn't, I didn't enjoy the the feeling of cutting you or base or almost anyone really, but mm-hmm. you specifically, since this is what we're talking about. I yeah. didn't enjoy the feeling of cutting you out of my life. That was not a good feeling for me. No. Yeah. Um. So. So like, yeah, there, there is certainly a level of catharsis to cutting toxic people out of your life, but I don't necessarily think that we were toxic for each other. I just don't think that at the time, um, I guess this was after the the second time we tried dating, I think. Um, Maybe. Yeah. That, I, I was at film school at the time, I think. Was that the second time? 
the first time I remember I was uh, back in the falls just after uh, I w- was living in Oakville for for the year. Um, and I yeah, OK, that, that would have been the second time then. Yeah. So when you were in. Yes. Uh, so yeah. the second time was when you were in uh, you were at film school. Yes. Yeah. And and like. I feel like after the first time didn't work, it wasn't really that bad. We just sort of like, we're like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah, it was like, okay, you know, yeah, it didn't work. And I mean, I think the first time, like officially, what did we last like a week? Yeah, that sounds about right. We may may have gone on like an actual date, maybe. (laughs) Like, yeah, one one date that you could call a date. Yeah, one Uh, date you could call a date that wasn't like a booty call. (laughs) Straight up. Like, let's be real. Oh, no, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of that, but there was uh, a lot of that. Yeah, so much of that, yeah. um, which, uh, by the way, I'm like still fully supporting if people want to sleep with their friends, like do it. I don't care. Like that's that that's totally be being be be a human being. If you are attracted to someone, you should be able to sleep with them if you want. And if you do not want, you do not have to. Yeah. It's, <laughs> basically what it comes down to and like yeah at the time like we just wanted to to sleep together and we did yeah i think our, our only problem was the whole getting to that point of being honest that that's what we wanted um oh yeah that took way too long that it took way too long sometimes because it was just like like i remember it got to a point where it was just like hey do you just want to like come over and like hook up and you were like oh yeah sure and I'm like, why did it take us this long to like get to this point in the conversation? And we're like, I yeah, know. it should. It really should have been that easy because yeah. I mean, like, um, <laughs> you remember those movies like Friends with Benefits or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's. It took us too long to figure out that doing that is a lot easier than people say it is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, in theory, at least, yeah. uh, some people will still find it difficult, and I mean, there's still. I'm not trying to to say that you're broken or you're doing something wrong if you're finding yeah. it difficult because I found it difficult. So spoiler yeah, alert, clearly, but yeah, really we both found that difficult. Um, and like it, it's taken, you know, a long time to get to that point for me. Um, so like now if I get someone who messages me and it's just, you know, he, I'm like, I'm bluntly honest. I'm like, Hey, this is just, this is what I want. And they're like, Oh, Oh, that's that's pretty forward. I'm like, well, you know, I've gone through some stuff. <laughs> I've I've seen some shit. I've seen some things, man, and some stuff. I've seen stuff, stuff and things. And, I don't recommend uh, it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've been through some stuff, been around the block a little bit. So it's just like get to the point and go and have fun if you want to. And if you don't, well, then, you know, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I. I, I guess this is sort of the overarching theme here, more or less, is is consent. We're back to this. Everyone loves consent. And uh and this this is gonna be one of those one of those things for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think the more the more honest you are, not necessarily upfront, but at least the more honest you are, the easier conversations about consent can be. There, that ties that tied everything together, I think, more or less. Okay, so consent is going to be my word of the day. Ooh, yes. What will yeah. be my word? I don't know. I just came up with that on the spot I as we were thinking. Say, that's worth their thinking here. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go just on our dating theme. I'm going to go uh, awkward. 
because right. uh, sometimes first dates can be very awkward. That is that is so true, though. Yeah, that's so very true. Uh, either that okay. or coffee. Coffee could be a good word of the awkward, day. consensual, awkward coffee. Consensual, awkward coffee. That's basically what a first date is. We just described it. <laughs> I know it's kind of a joke, but that's sort of very true. Yeah, I mean, I'm not wrong. So no, absolutely. I mean, like. <laughs> Most dates that I go in are, are consensual, awkward coffee. So yeah, exactly. That, uh, that described my dating life right there. Yeah, I used to call it artificial intimacy, but I think this is better. Consensual, awkward coffee is better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about artificial intimacy maybe next time, but uh, I think I think we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it at consensual, awkward coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this has been uh, the Sexcellent podcast. If uh, if you like the show, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you don't like the show, you should definitely punish that friend by sharing it with them. Uh, so I've been one. I've been host number one, Brett. And I'm host number two, Ryan. Be sure to check us out next time. Peace out, yo. Yeah. Oh wait, no, my catchphrase, which is um, curiosity is sexy. <laughs> <laughs>